Oh, my God. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
ראשון לציון, קריית ארבע היא חברון, באר שבע שומרון. צ'ק 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 מייקרופון, מתיין ומירון, כפר סבא, רננה, עיר עתיקה, אשריך. שכם כנרת מודיעין, ימינה שמאלה, וימין צבאת טבריה, קדושים, ימינה שמאלה, וימין כפיים, 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 כפיים. ירושלים, ארץ
J.M. in the A.M. Tuesday morning, election day here in the United States. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a Tuesday. Michal Przanski with both Shooting for the Moon and Mitzvah Haba off the album Shooting for the Moon. Amram Adar had Ain Ode and Bowie Kala. You heard Eighth Day with Kapayim. That's in honor of uh, J.M. from Teaneck, who requested so nicely and had such nice comments about our broadcasting. Thank you, J.M. from Teaneck on the app. 
Uh, Mordechai Shapiro's Kulam off of the Mahar album. And, of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Tuesday and it's November 7th. It is Election Day, the 18th of Marcheshvan. Get out there and vote. Polls open in New York. I assume they're open a whole bunch of places already. Get out there, make your voices heard on Election Day. Yeah, got to make sure they know what uh, our community cares. Make sure you help out in that area. Um, 45 degrees, 70% humidity, winds north at 9. Afternoon showers and a high of 51. Tonight, rain early with a low of 41. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, a high 53 degrees. Right now, Yerushalayim is at 70. We're at 45 here in New York City as we say good morning. At JM and the AM. Hey, Mazel Tov to the Gifter and Rosen families. Hannah Miriam Gifter and Yehuda Rosen are a recently engaged couple. We got this great news overnight from Ira and listener Sina down in Florida. Yeah, it's their granddaughter. So we say Mazel Tov from all of us here at the JM and the AM. Yeah, spread the good news is right. Baruch Hashem, you're waking up to really nice news this morning. I'll tell you that much. 6.32, Tuesday morning. Again, it's election day. Get out there and vote. Make sure you uh, spend some time at the polls. Likely, uh, there won't be uh, too many delays at the polls because uh, I don't. I can't think of too many major elections that are going on that are going to bring such a big turnout, but that, might make, that, was, uh, that, may, that may make this election day more important than ever. So, you know what I always say? Get out there and vote and make our voices heard in our community nationwide. J.M. in the A.M. Tuesday. A lot of guests today, including Rav Bina. Rav Aaron Bina of the Tiv Aryeh in Israel is scheduled to be in our studio this morning and visit us at J.M. in the A.M. How cool is that? We'll get a Yachad um, Miami Marathon update. We'll do the A&H update. Abels and Hyman, one week from today, is going to have a contest at Kosher Fest for the best-dressed kosher hot dog. If you're good at dressing hot dogs... With cool stuff and interesting condiments, this contest may be for you. Plus, it's a great cash prize, by the way. So we'll give you those details in the 8 o'clock hour when both, uh, I believe, both Seth Levitt of A&H and Elon Kornblum, great kosher restaurants, they're both going to be joining us. 8.30 this morning, uh, Rabbi Jason Weiner, author of The Jewish Guide of Practical Metal, uh, to Practical Medical Decision-Making, he'll speak with us. In the latter part of the show. So a lot happening. A lot going on. JM Rewind at 9 o'clock with Michal Przanski. The interview we did with him a few weeks back about the brand new album. I mean, there's just a whole lot of stuff going on. Plus, of course, a live lunch with ZK. Thank goodness you have the Nachum Siegel Network. Mazel Tov going out to Moshe Zitzer. Bar Mitzvah celebration took place last night. Mazel Tov Moshe. And, of course, to Michelle and David and the entire family. We say Mazel Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Nice Simcha last night on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. And um, we wish them a very special Mazda. Looking forward to Shabbos, which is going to be really exciting. They have two Shabbatot in a row. First, the Zitzer family had Tzvi's Ofruf this past Shabbos, and now they have Moshe's Bar Mitzvah this Shabbos. Talk about uh, dominating the Simcha scene in this wonderful neighborhood. It's really it's a great feeling for them and for everybody. And we wish them a very special Mazda from all of us here at JM in the AM. Plenty more coming up. 26 minutes before 7 o'clock. You know where you're supposed to keep it. You're supposed to keep it right here at JM in the AM. We're at 720 this morning. Our Yeshiva League sports update with Elliot Weiselberg will be on the air right here at JM in the AM.
Bound together with a dream in our heart It was so clear who we were and who 
meant to be warm forever, never tearing apart. All united, never be divided. We made a knot and tied it right from the start. They got a new yachad made on me. When we were there, our nation knew the true connection, all of us, the children of our shepherds.
מסתכל מהחלום, רואה את האנשים הולכים רצים, חיים את החיים. וכולם שונים, מגוונים ולא דומים, אבל רוצים תמיד להיות בסדר. יוצא אל הרחוב, ומקרוב אני פוגש את העיניים, את המבט. וכולם שונים, מגוונים, אבל עדיין, בתוך כולם יש נקודה אחת. הנקודה הטובה, הנקודה היפה, הניצוץ הקטן שבלב כל יהודי, לאהוב ולתת לשני באמת, הפינה החמה בלבך ובליבי. תחפש, אל תפספס את הכי יפה שיש.
America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners' sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NachumSegal.com on the NachumSegal Network and of course on the beloved NSN app. Galit Sal in the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. It's a Tuesday election day in the United States. If you haven't voted yet, make sure you get out there and vote. It is election day. Have your voice heard at the polls. Those who are leaving for Israel for Parashat Chaye Sarah, Shabbat in Hebron, enjoy. Always an amazing place to be on Chaye anytime, but especially Shabbat Parashat Chaye Sarah. There'll be some representatives of the Siegel family there, I'm proud to say. Mazel tov to Moshe Zitzer on last night's Big Bar Mitzvah. Mazel tov to David and Michelle and the entire family. As their string of uh, smachot continues, Baruch Hashem, we say mazel tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. That was last night's big celebration. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Tuesday follows next. We say Boker Tov from JM in the AM. על השעה שתיים, כאן רני אבנאי עם מה שקורה עכשיו. הפרקליטות החליטה לסגור את התיק נגד החשוד ברצח בת זוגו במהלך נסיעה בשומרון. כתובתנו קרמל דנגו. התיק נגד חיים צנעמי, שנחשד כי דחף את בת זוגו ורד קרמסקוי מרכב נוסע והביא למותה, ייסגר מחוסר אשמה. בפרקליטות הסבירו כי החקירה העלתה שצנעמי לא היה מסוגל פיזית לפתוח את דלת המכונית ולדחוף את בת זוגו תוך כדי נהיגה. קרמסקוי קפצה מהרכב הנוסע אל מותה ביום הזיכרון האחרון בעקבות ויכוח שפרץ בינה לבין צנעמי. 
האוקראינים מבהירים קבר רבי נחמן מברסלב יישאר באומן, כתבנו שילה פריד. לאחר שפרסמנו כי גורמים ישראלים ביקשו מהממשלה בקייב להעלות לארץ את עצמותיו של רבי נחמן מברסלב, היום שגריר אוקראינה בישראל מבהיר למשרד החוץ, הקבר הוא נכס לאומי ויישאר באומן. הוא אף ציין את בקשתו המפורשת של רבי נחמן להיקבר דווקא שם. שופטי העליון רומזים על המדינה להגיש הצעת חוק מתוקנת בנושא תאגיד השידור. כתבתנו שירה נאות. השופט מזוז אמר בדיון בשביל מה עשו את החוק הזה אם לא כדי להשפיע על אנשי החדשות בתאגיד. נציג המדינה מתעקש שהפיצול שני תאגידים יוביל להגברת המקצועיות. השופט עמית עונה, גם לכנסת מותר להיות קפריזית, אבל החוק הזה אין תכלית. בסוף הדיון רמז ראש ההרכב, השופט מלצר, ניתן למדינה שבועיים לגבש את עמדתה מחדש אם תרצה, לרבות הצעת חוק מתוקנת. חבר הכנסת אורן חזן מהליכוד התעמת במהלך דיון בוועדת הכספים עם חברת הכנסת מיכל בירן מהמחנה הציוני ואמר לה, רוצה למלא טופס עבודה? עזבי, גם ככה לא יסתכלו עלייך. היא הטיחה כלפיו סרסור. השניים כבר הגישו תלונות הדדיות לוועדת האתיקה. דיווחים בהולנד, מכבי חיפה מחפשת אחר מאמן חדש, כתבנו אופיר יונתן. לפי הדיווחים בתקשורת ההולנדית, מואלך שמונה אמש רשמית לתפקיד המנהל הטכני במכבי חיפה, מעוניין בהחתמת אנג פרייזר במקומו של גיא לוזון על הקווים במועדון. פרייזר ואלך שיתפו יחד פעולה בשנה שעברה בקבוצה ההולנדית ויטסה, וכעת הוא המועמד המוביל לקבלת המשרה. פרייזר עצמו צוטט מחיש את הטענות על מעבר אפשרי לישראל. ומזג האוויר, מחר צפוי גשם מקומי בעיקר לאורך החוף. ולסיום, גנב תוכי וננעל בתוך הכלוב שלו. הסיפור של כתבתנו פי גוטמן. גבר בן 59 מקריית אונו ניסה לפנות בוקר לגנוב תוכי מכלוב בגינה ביהוד. בעלי הדירה הבחינו בו בזמן פעולה, הצליחו לכלוא אותו בתוך הכלוב וקראו לכוחות המשטרה למקום. החשוד שכאמור נעצר הובא לבית המשפט, שם שוחרר ממעצר בתנאים מגבילים. כן, אלה החדשות שעורך דן דובין. בחסות קבוצת שתיים. בתוך הקצב, בתוך הקצב, בתוך הקצב,
הזמן לא לפחד משום דבר, להרגיש שרק אפשר פשוט לשמוח, להתחבא למה שטוב, למה שיש, לצעוק בקול גדול, אסור להתייאש. הקצב מנהגי מרד לי את הלב, רוצה לקול חזק, בכל הכוח. אני רוצה לעוף, לצעוק ולבקש, מזכיר לי שאומרים שבי בוערת אש, בי בוערת אש. בואו נרקוד, בואו נשמח, נרים עכשיו כוסית לחיים, ביחד חזק, שינו איתי, כי זה הזמן לרקוד וסבורה, בואו נרקוד, בואו נשמח, נרים עכשיו כוסית
JM in the AM. Mordechai Shapiro, Hashem Melech, that's brand new. Good song. Nice song, I like that. Hashem Melech done by uh, Mordechai Shapiro on the brand new Machar album here at JM in the AM. Uh, before that, Michal Przansky with Bo'u. You heard Betoch. That was the uh, NYBC, New York Boys Choir, introduced us last week by uh, Yitzi Bold, a brand new album entitled Menagain here at JM in the AM. Good morning, everybody. It's Election Day in the United States. You know what that means? It means we're encouraging everybody to get out there and vote. Oh, yes. Make sure to get out there and vote on this Election Day. Uh, reminder that our friends at Bedford on Park are uh, planning your end-of-year corporate party. That's right. And they do a good job at it. Chef Alex is preparing delicious salads and wonderful burgers and fantastic sandwiches and entrees and unbelievable steaks with that exclusive Bedford on Park rub that we always talk about. And, of course, scrumptious desserts as well to put together an amazing and incredible corporate party for you, your staff, your clients, your family, whoever it is you want to... Uh, have together in one big social atmosphere at the end of 2017, or maybe for a Hanukkah celebration, wherever the case may be. Get in touch with Bedford on Park today. They're centrally located at 61 East 34th Street in New York City. 61 East 34th Street in New York City, the northwest corner of 34th and Park. Believe you me, it is a um, very, very convenient place, really perfect for a lot of businesses out there. They can accommodate 100 to 150 people. They have a full bar. It's a great space, wonderful for Shevabrachas as well. Check out bedfordkitchen.com, bedfordkitchen.com. You want to uh, reserve at Bedford on Park in the heart of Manhattan for your corporate party or Hanukkah celebration. Do it today. Elliot Weiselberg has the Yeshiva League Sports Update. Yeshiva League Sports Update, which, by the way, is archived at thenachomsegel.com, and you can easily access it on our app, the NSN, Nachum Segel Network app for Android and the iPhone gives us a chance to find out what's happening in the Yeshiva League. Hockey, basketball, all the great sports, of course. So uh, we're going to do that right now and um, and get to our Yeshiva League sports update here at JM in the AM. Listener Michael is on the app. Before we get to that, listener, <laughs> listener Michael is on the app. I'm taking my son to work today. We love listening to JM in the AM. Shout out to my son, Natanel. Thank you very much. Listener Tina says, you hello to Rabbi Bina from Natan Bessner's mother. You made my son the mensch he is. That is quite a compliment, to say the least. And we'll get some of the other comments here as well at JM in the AM. All right. Um, Tuesdays, 7.20 Eastern Time. Elliot Weiselberg with our Yeshiva League sports update right here at JM in the AM. Thanks, Nachum. Today, on this Election Day edition of the Tuesday Morning Jam, the AM Sports Update, the Sting keep buzzing in varsity hockey, a goal fest between Flatbush and North Shore Junior Varsity Hockey, Heschel Varsity Basketball starts the long road back to the finals, and the 2017 Cooper Invitational Basketball Tournament takes over Memphis. All that and more straight ahead. Good morning, I'm Elliot Weiselberg. JV hockey has seen its fair share of high-scoring games, but very few of them compared to the competitive high-scoring game between Flatbush and North Shore last night. North Shore built a 6-1 lead before Flatbush mounted a comeback, but could get no closer than three and route to a 10-7 North Shore win. 
North Shore freshman Charles Greshus and Flatbush freshman Jerry Sabag had lights-out nights, with Greshus scoring seven for the Stars and Sabag's five for the Falcons. In other action, TABC blanks Ramaz behind four goals from freshman Zachary Levy by the final score of 6 to nothing. Moving over to varsity hockey, Monday night saw a showdown between the two top-ranked teams in the Western Conference, the SAR Sting and the Frisch Cougars. After splitting last year's series on the other's home court, Frisch's road took them to the finals, while SAR's ended at the semifinal level on the road. With that in mind, both teams went to battle last night looking for the early advantage in the division race. Consider it advantage Sting. Five different Sting goal scorers combined for six goals in the first two periods, led by Judah Fortgang's two as SAR stayed perfect on the year, taking home a 7-3 win. In other action, Mag and David pulled off the upset over Flatbush in the battle between the two biggest Brooklyn rivals, 2-1 in overtime, senior Mayor Sakal with the overtime winner for the Warriors. In varsity basketball, Alex Antibes' 25 points kicked the season off for last year's runner-up Heschel Heat as they went on to defeat the Waterbury Wolfpack 51-44. The Heat begin the campaign minus last year's senior playmakers and without injured senior superstar Elon Orgel, but will still be a force to be reckoned with as the season progresses. Out in Memphis, an historic Cooper Invitational Tournament, as this year's event marked the first time since 2013 that a Yeshiva League team did not walk away with a Tier 1 championship, but was also the first time since 2011 that the Tier 1 championship did not feature a Yeshiva League team, as well as the first time since 2008 that a Yeshiva League team wasn't in competition for either the Tier 1 or Tier 2 final. DRS and Mag and David both went as far as the semifinals before faltering, leading Mag and David to defeat the Wildcats in the Tier 1 consolation game. In the Tier 1 championship, it was California dreaming as the number 2 seed Valley Toro Wolfpack battled back from an 8-point halftime deficit against the number 1 seed Millican Wildcats to tie the game and send it to overtime. Not one, not two, not three, but four overtimes would pass before we would not only decide a winner, but also see a single extra session bucket made. In a div, I'll tit three-pointer at the buzzer would be the difference giving the Wolfpack their first ever tournament title. Looking for more Yeshiva League news and results? Tune into tonight's Encore presentation of the premiere for the 2017-2018 Court Report season at 7 p.m. on the Nachum Siegel Network. This past week, we set the stage for varsity and JV hockey and basketball and recapped the first two weeks of the season. This coming Sunday, we will continue to preview JV basketball, the three girls basketball leagues, and more in-depth coverage of the Cooper Tournament. All that and more this Sunday night at 7 p.m. on The Court Report, presented by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn, only on the Siegel Network, NachumSiegel.com. And that was your Tuesday morning jam in the AM Sports Update. I'm Elliot Weiselberg. Shamayim <laughs> 
JM in the AM, Tuesday morning broadcast. Hey, today's election day, everybody. That's right. Today is election day in the United States. You know what that means? It means you got to go out and vote. Make sure our community nationwide, all through the 50 states, continues to have uh, a little bit of influence, a little bit of power, as some people would call it, uh, certainly a little bit of, um, of a contribution uh, to who leads the um, different areas of uh, government life over the next whatever it is, two years, four years, six years, depending on the election that you're voting in. Anyway, it's election day. Get out there. The polls are open already, most likely uh, where you are. Uh, certainly in the East, they're not open yet. They'll be uh, open for many hours today. Make sure to vote on Election Day. Our predecessors, generations earlier, frankly, would have given anything to have the right to vote. Let's not take it for granted. Avram, Alavram, Fried, Rizella, Zell. I want to thank Elliot Weiselberg, our Yeshiva League sports update here at JM in the AM. Big, big day for Yeshiva Nativ Aryeh of Jerusalem, Israel. Harav Bina is in the United States. I'm proud to say he's here in our studio here at JM in the AM. We'll speak with him in just a couple of minutes about a very big and important day, and everybody out there in the audience can help make it a really good, successful day. And we'll explain all of this coming up if you keep it here at JM in the AM. Special hello and seitchem l'shalom to those who are heading to Israel for Parashat Chaye Sarah. It's one of the most uh, amazing and incredible Shabbatot in Hebron. Every Shabbat in Hebron is amazing, but Chaye Sarah is something out of the ordinary. Those of you who have the privilege of going uh, go and enjoy, and uh, the Siegel family, I'm proud to say, will be represented uh, in Hebron this coming Shabbat, and I hope all the families out there will be represented. It really is an amazing feeling to have someone there uh, close to you who could tell you how incredible that Shabbat uh, experience was. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav Zev ben Yosef Halevi, and Zechonishmas Esther Bas Yosef Halevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The importance of guarding our tongue is indicated by the Hebrew letter Mem. It has both an open form and a closed form. When we begin to speak and when we close our mouth, has to be dictated by the Torah. A remarkable illusion is when we see the beginning of Mishnayis starts with a Mem, an open Mem, Me'emosai. The last Mishnah at the end of the Shisha Sidre. The sixth orders ends Vashalom with a closed mem. This indicates to us that Torah has to guide our entire speech process. Reb Nachman of Breslov once said, When we are little, we learn how to talk. When we are old, we learn how to be quiet. That is one of the shortcomings of man. We learn to speak before we learn how to be quiet. The Miraglim The spies went for 40 days to spy out the land. They came back with Lashon Hara. They said evil gossip about the land of Israel. Rashi tells us, for those 40 days, they were then destined to wander in the desert for 40 years. Yom Lashona, Yom Lashona. A day for a year, a day for a year. Doesn't Hashem always work? Midah keneged midah. Isn't it always one turn for another? Justice is exact. How could it be a day for a year, a day for a year? Reb Chaim Shmulevitz answers, It wasn't just the actual reporting. That didn't take much time at all. It was the eyes, the mindset that they developed when they went to see Eretz Yisrael and gave the evil report. And therefore it was Kmido Keneged Mida. It was one turn for another because it was a build-up of time. 
There are many important shilas that we have to ask concerning Shmira Saloshan. For instance, is a husband permitted to tell his wife Loshan Hara? Can one teacher speak to another teacher about a child in a negative way? When we are asked for a recommendation about a shidduch, what are we allowed to say and what are we not allowed to say? When a person reads articles in a newspaper with slander and gossip, does that fall under the category of Loshan Hara? These questions and many others need to be answered. The Al Shachakodesh once asked the question, if tsaras, leprosy, was the punishment for Loshan Hara, how come we don't see any leprosy today? He answers, because if tsaras was still the punishment, I'm afraid that we would see some people covered from head to toe. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. in the A.M. Today is Election Day. Make sure to get out and vote. Everybody make sure to get out and vote. No matter where you are in the United States, make sure to get out and vote. Today is Election Day in the U.S. Well, we've seen each other um, a couple of times over the last few months, but it seems that uh, those encounters are fleeting encounters because usually it's at a Simcha Baruch Hashem, a wedding and the like. But today I am honored that Harav Aaron Bina is with us in our studio visiting J.M. in the A.M. and we get an opportunity to speak about a very important day for Yeshivat Nativ Aryeh of Jerusalem, Israel, here at JM and the AM. He is accompanied today by uh, Rav Hanan Bina, a Rebbe at Nativ Aryeh in Jerusalem. Harav Aaron Bina, Shalom. Welcome back to JM and the AM. Shalom, Baruch How are you? Baruch Hashem, thank God. It is wonderful to see you. I, I would assume that uh, everything is going well so far this year at Nativ Aryeh? Thank God. Baruch Hashem. Every day is a new day. A lot of good students. Baruch Hashem, a lot of good students. What is it that the that the parents here in the New York, New Jersey area and other parts of the United States raise such nice children who come to yeshiva and enjoy the experience? With your permission, this week is the yotzeit of my father, Friday. Right. My father came to Israel in 1935. Yeah. And I asked him many times, Abba, you learned in Mir in Europe what you have to do with Zionism, with Eretz Israel. He said to me, Aaron, you never open a chumash? Lech lecha. God is the biggest Zionist. What do you want for my life? But then I find out, as under the cover, underground, like what you said, Rabbi Ruchim, the famous mashgiach in Mir, used to talk about Zionism Friday night for the chutznikers. He used to have a special chabur and musar, and he used to talk a lot of Zionism. My father came to Israel in 1935. Right. In the beginning, he worked in the he was a very strong guy, born very strong guy. In the beginning, he worked in Tel Aviv, a schlepper in the building. Then he moved to Kfar Oe, he's one of the founders of Kfar Oe. A farm, a Mizrahi farm, the first farm, Mizrahi farm, in the name of Rav Kukzatzal. Right. And then, his family told him, label, what's gayster, what you going to Palestine, you're going to die. In the end, all of them died in Yom Kippur night eight years ago. And he left by himself. Mm. By himself. And then he got so upset when the, when the movement of the Zionism started in Kibbutzim, Moshavim, in the city started to push people to volunteer to go to the Brigada. The Jewish Brigade, he went to Jewish Brigade. He fight, he went to Egypt, went to Greece, he fight. He got caught by the Nazi Mimach Shimam, and he sat in jail five years. Make the story short, 
He got able to get the Gemore Yevomes. He learned Yevomes in five years. 150 times Yevomes. Then he came back to Israel. Then he was, Ravner Yazatzal took him to teach in Kvar And then a few years after, I assume, side effect, what today language side effect, post-trauma of the Holocaust, what he went through, he got very bad asthma mm. from the chicken, very bad. I remember a little kid, he used to choke in the, in the 50s. Used to choke very bad, we have to move to Yerushalayim. Was the question, move Yerushalayim or Timiron? We moved to Yerushalayim, what today call Mount Zion Hotel. Then was the border, if anybody remembers. Sure. Young people don't remember, but <laughs> I'm enough older to remember. <laughs> I we, remember. <laughs> Mount Zion Hotel, to make the story short, was a building which used to be Dr. Ticho. Used to be a famous eye doctor what came from England. And he built a private hospital for ice issue. The number one in the Middle East. And everybody used to come, many Arabs this. In 48... They ran away all the English, thank God, and they left it for the Jewish government and came with call Rechush Natush. And for a dollar a year, my father rented the building from the government. And Ravneria remembers that Sal, in the opening of Nativ Meir, he said to my father, they got shooting in the middle of opening because it used to be across the street from the Legionnaire and from the Jordan. Right. Patrol building, right. what called today the building of the doctors from uh, Dr. Ticho time. And he got shooting in the middle, sitting there, the chief rabbi, sitting there, the mayor of Yerushalayim, sitting there, Dr. Varavtik, the religious minister and everything, got shooting. We used to sleep with three guns, my father used to sleep. And thank God he moved it to Bayit Vegan, and Bayit Vegan came to be native mayor. Fifty years ago, the most famous yeshiva used to be the best yeshiva high school from the secular school, the best one, number one in the country. Right. And also in learn everybody knew used to be like, right. The Harvard of the yeshivas. Right. Why I'm talking about the Yotza? Because uh, uh. why I'm talking about the Yotza? Because the native area is on my father's name. Right. His way, native. Right. His way. And somebody just spoke to me in shul about the yeshiva of Arav Sabato. Uh-huh. There are two brothers of Sabato, and they just said to him, "I want to tell you a story." He says to me, "You know Arav Shabtai Sabato?" I said, "What a question! I know him. I know his brother Chaim, the famous sofer." I still remember with their native meir. They are very poor. Izarumi Adim, be careful from children would come from very poor house. From them will come out Torah. I remember when I'm a kid, he's around my age, a little younger. Second year, 10th grade in Nativ Meir, he came to my father and said, Rebarye, I'm going, I'm not coming back second next year, third year, 11th grade. My father said to him, Chaimke, Lama Taolech, why are you going? He said, the director told me, I didn't pay tuition to hear, Zero, he grew up in Bet Masvil, what calling today Kiryat Yovel, behind the Bait Vigam, what now developed a lot of religious, a more from religious, Bo Hashem, a lot of Jews. Movie that came very popular, was a good place to buy real estate. <laughs> As my father said to him, You're not going. He said, But I didn't pay tuition. My father said to him, I'm till I stay here, you stay here. And then my father took him to be in the, in the beginning of Shiva Takotel, because my father was the founder. And then to open Malaya to me, my father came to Bismarck, Shiva took him in the hand, said, Chaimke, you open Shiva, said to my father, I'm a young, young guy, I'm still in diapers, my father said, you going. And thank God, Chaim Sabato is Chaim Sabato, his brother, Chaim Shabtai Sabato, 
אז תודה של ביאלה סטרוקשור, ואתה נבר בין בבור, תודה רבה לדאבן ארלי, ותיקן טיים, אולמוס ותיקן. ונתראה לקונטיני את הלגסי של מי פאדר, לקונטיני את הדנריישן. חינוך זה המשך. חינוך זה לא עבור כולם. זה לא כמו שחרדים אמרו בארץ ישראל, כל אחד צריך להיות כולל. אתה יכול להיות חמש ילדים שאומרים, כל אחד הוא דוקטור, כל אחד הוא פנאנסי, כל אחד הוא קאונטינג, כל אחד צריך להיות כולל. And uh, my father's philosophy used to be, you have to prepare to live in the world, to be part of the world. And one thing I learned from my father, I just finished with this story. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when I went first time to learn in Ponovic Yeshiva, and, and I call up in the inside for the whole system like this. I said, Ima, you can all, come and help me to pack a suitcase till today. I do not have to pack a suitcase. She said to me, I'm in the Yeshiva, helping Abba. And I said to my father, he took the phone, I said, Aaron, what do you want? He wants to help me. As I said, the little Schmendrick, 13 years old, I said, who is more important? Me or the students? Without blinking, my father said to me, the students. And now I do the same thing to my own children and their children. My daughter used to say to me, Abba, I will pay you tuition. Maybe you talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the, so the students are number one, but you may recall I asked you a few minutes ago about the job that the parents are doing, because when, the when they come to the yeshiva, you have some really... Be, my father used to have a famous line. He's on the yeshiva when you come in. Vishinantam levanecha. Say the sifri elu talmidecha. Ask the famous scholar Balamusa, why doesn't it straight? Vishinantam letalmidecha. Answer the Balamusa. The relationship between a Rebbe and a Talmud have to be like to a son. Right. If he's not like a son, he's not a Talmud and not a Rebbe. So you know that these students are, instead of with their parents, they're with you and your staff for yes, a year or two years. Yes, to take the place and you, and, of parents. Right. And if it has to do with medical issue, we have to go. You know, we live in a generation as there's a lot of anxiety. Oh, yeah. And today I said the line, if you don't have anxiety, you have anxiety, why you don't have anxiety? <laughs> But it's not a joke. <laughs> right. I still remember 25 years ago when I learned the word anxiety. I never knew English. Somebody put me a sticker in Hebrew, in English words, anxiety. Mother, today you have to live. Every boy is anxiety. Every boy wants to talk. Every boy must to talk. We live in the generation. People want to talk. I have right. my own children from 45 till 33. Every five years is 20 years. Right. Now, every year is, is 20 years. It's a fast-moving world. Very fast-moving, because the iPhone, because everything. Right. I don't know why. And kids need attention and love attention. And everybody wants to talk. For every two and a half boys, we have a Rebbe. We work. We are, I'm professional to go to professional. We work a lot with professional. We have some therapists in the Rebbeim, but they also study to be a therapist. And we have outside. Right. Today, everything is therapist. All right, let me... And therapist... I have my second son, he's an officer of Jerusalem police, his job is in psychology. And every meeting in the police, they sit with him. After what happened in Arabayit, they did Shabbos, you'll be very interested, with the chief of staff of the police, Al-Sheikh Shabbos, they call everybody because it was very big, Pikuach Nefesh. 20 people came, intelligent, Mossad, psychology, everything. 15 from the 20, all big, Kippot Srugot. My son said to me, Abba is worth it to Mechal Shabbos just to see the Skidush Hashem. 
<laughs> Tremendous. Ravina is here. Let me explain to everybody why today is such an important day because we have limited time and I want to make sure that we get the message out to everybody. A lot of people are familiar with Charity, the website that has these um, uh, relatively fast campaigns that are known as all or nothing uh, donation campaigns. Uh, charity.com slash Nativ, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y. That's C-H-A-R-I-D-Y dot com slash Nativ, because Nativ Arye has a day that's starting at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, Nativ is N-E-T-I-V. If you go to that website, especially if you go to that site after 11 a.m. this morning, you have a chance to support the yeshiva and keep it going uh, to the tune of four times whatever you give. So if you give 100 bucks, for instance, $100, that's a $400 donation because of all the support the yeshiva has already gotten before this campaign begins. 180 becomes 720, 1,000, 4,000, etc., etc. And everybody out there in our audience, no matter where you are around the world, can participate and help this campaign reach its goal. We speak uh, to a lot of people who are very familiar with Yeshiva Nativ Arye and Yerushalayim, whether you're an alumnus or whether you are a, uh, a parent or you're a relative, wherever the case may be. Ravina's reputation is certainly international. And they are bringing all of this to a uh, to a site, charity.com slash Native, to ask everybody for support. So first of all, a lot of very generous people have already set you up for, for the first part of success, right? A lot of people have, are ready to match whatever people give. They're very good alumni, they're very good parents, they're very good support. But you know, for every, what a boy pay tuition, if we pay full tuition, right. it's 23000 right. We spend over 10000 on a boy. I have to go once a year to collect money. And if missing the number, go to the bank and see how much we owe to the bank. What you you mean that you're spending more than more the tuition than every money? Students because we give great food, we give great rebaim, we have rebaim 24-7 all the time. We are there to serve the boys. And I was going to say that the tuition in Israel is very expensive, but you're saying you need even more to get We the... need more. Wow. We give a lot to the boys. We have a lot of shiurim. Right. We are very open-minded yeshiva. We said by us, you can ask any question. God exists. Does, does God exist? Any question. Why happened that? Because I'm not saying everything is right. answered. Many things not answered. But answer. you discuss it. But we discuss it. Everything is open. And you know, boys love to talk. Boys love. We have a guy, Rav Chaim Rosenblatt. He's our student. Yes. He learned by us. Boys ask him questions all the right. time. We have all the rebbeim. Right. We have a great rebbeim, very devout rebbeim. Right. Once a week. We divide the boys to go to the houses of the Rebbeim. You have a little hook with a little chazerah, I mean, uh, bamba, all the Israeli. <laughs> I would, I would hope so. Yeah. Uh, so. And you have a beautiful building uh, in the old city of Jerusalem, yeah. very close What's to Harabai. As close you to Harabai. You cannot, like the, the, the Rambam said and the Kuzari said and Svasem said, you cannot not to believe everybody is the Pintale and the Pintale get open. Right. And, and some people are under the impression that there are certain people that take care of the yeshiva completely. They are very helpful, but we need everybody to be involved. You have involved, to understand, right? everybody wants to have a partners. Right. Nobody wants to be the only loser right. in town. And that's reasonable. Support. And the one, right. I have to show them. Every right. year I have to show I have a, a strong board, some alumni, some counting business people. We have to show them the board. With the, the, the treasure, the, right. the, the budget, right. we have to show them the budget. I'm not good with numbers. <laughs> no I have problem. children, my children, they're very good in numbers. <laughs> Like my wife, very smart in math. And right. we have to work on everything. But uh, one thing that's very important, every year for Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah, come over under parents and students and alumni back to yeshiva. Where do you have, you have space for that? We then? have space. Wow. We are the only yeshiva. We keep space 
for the alumni. We don't charge them. They can come whenever they want. If they're willing to donate, we are more than right. welcome. But they can come and stay. Boy, we have boys going to be arrested in Shiva. We have boys going to the army that stay in the Shiva. We send packages to them. We are everything for them. In this example, a boy who doesn't have without to go to details, or a boy, if we find out he's feeling possible, <coughs> and he's not from home, we get him to fill it. Rav Aaron Bina is here, Rosh Hashiva of Nativ Aryeh in Yerushalayim. Rav Hanan Bina is here, his, uh, his son, one of the Rabbeim at the Yeshiva. So it's a, it sounds like a large staff. So I know there's a large number of students, so if it's two and a half to one, you have a lot of Rabbeim who are there in the Yeshiva. We have, Baruch Hashem, good morning. We have a tremendous morning. staff, very, very devoted from all types. I always say that the, you can't even tell. <laughs> we have Hasidish, we have Litvaks, modern Orthodox, you know, Israeli, they come from all around. You have all the bases covered, huh? All the bases covered, really, and we, we let the boys choose. We, 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 we're not a cookie-cutter yeshiva, as they say. Right. We want the kid, Hanukh Lanar Alpidarko, that, you know, at the beginning of his pathway, yeah. to choose his pathway and to continue. We have guys going in the Army, YU, Harvard. By reputation, you are not a cookie-cutter yeshiva. By and, reputation. And, and, and nonetheless, I would assume that now, in November time, which is recruiting time, you're getting hundreds and hundreds of applications, I would guess, right? Yes. Bar and there's Hashem. a limited number of spots, obviously. There's a limited number. Are you doing this? Your father doing this? Who does all the... Uh, we, we have it. It's a whole team? It's a whole team, but... Yeah. It is a team, right? Yes. It's, it's, and you're at Israel night, and you're doing interviews, and you're to, visiting going school. Going to Cleveland for NCSY Shabbaton, ah. amazing work. It's all over the U.S. Yes. And uh, and all this takes place this time of year, and then, uh, of course, the interaction that uh, that your father just described, alumni, Yom Kippurim, other Chagim, uh, has gotten to the point, I pointed this out to you before the show started, has gotten to the point where he is flying all over the place to be at alumni's events, especially weddings and different smachot for their families. He, he's very much in demand. I very guess much in demand, and he covers up for that not being out of yeshiva because he's the only yeshiva I know that is in yeshiva at 2 o'clock in the morning talking to boys. He's there 24-7, so it, even when he goes to weddings, he, he covers up for that. So for us, boys. it looks like he's doing so much traveling. From your perspective, he's in yeshiva as much as possible. As much as possible. All the time, head is always in yeshiva. Interesting. Well, we know, we know it's a unique place, the Tivari, I'll tell you. And I'll tell you very important. We are not a stereotype yeshiva. Right. We are not there to push them to go to Koilel. We are not them. If a boy go to Ivy League College, he cannot stay a second year. Right. Go to... Right. You don't want him deferring or missing the opportunity. Not deferring. Right. Go, go to the Ivy League College. Take, take advantage boy, of the opportunity. A boy from Ramaz would got accepted to Harvard. Right. And his father was also a student. Right. And he learned the year already two brothers learned by us. And he said, no way, I want to change. Right. To go to YU or another place. And we love YU. We right. send to YU sure, a lot. Sure, of course. America is YU, no question. But if my son gets accepted to Harvard, I'll push him to go right. to Harvard. And if my son-in-law went to Harvard, I will push him to go. And you want him to do it properly and with, yeah, properly, and with your and guidance. And also been so properly. Right. And I said to the father, let's agree. He will go to Harvard. And the kids came to my office a few times crying. I said, no way. You're going to Harvard? Just ask your father to pay for a taxi, to get you a car, to go to the coiling in Brooklyn, in Boston. Right. And he's going to Brooklyn. And he's the guy. Br Brookline, Massachusetts. Yeah, right. Massachusetts. Right. We have guys in the NYU, they're the Gaboim. Right. In the Chabad Minion, the other Minionim. We try to push boys in Penn. We have guys in, in Goldman Sachs. They're the Gaboim. Right. Because Jewish leadership roles, it keeps people in the fold. It like keeps my friend, in your friend, what passed away a week ago, Sandy Eisenstadt used to say to me, Arn, next generation, 
can be a leader only if you're a Talmud Chochem, you're not open the page anymore. If you don't know, you cannot be a leader. This is your job. And his children also learned in yeshiva. And they are business people and they are leaders. They went, one went to BU, one went to Wharton, one lived in the front. All the they continue the legacy. Harav Aaron Bina is here. Okay, let, help me for a minute, Hanan, just to focus for a second on the message of the day. We have limited time, and I want to make sure to, to get this out to everybody. The yeshiva has, has generously... Um, the yeshiva has uh, received a generous amount of matching grants, which means that if you reach your goal today, the entire amount will be given to the yeshiva. The entire amount, and we're hoping for a bonus round also. And, and it can even be bonus time. But right now, I want to help kick things off and just concentrate on the, fir- on the first <laughs> yes, uh, sure. goal. And this is 24 hours, right? 24 hours, starting so at 11 a.m. 11 a.m. Eastern time until tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern time. That is when the yeshiva has to achieve its goal. Uh, all the details are at charity.com slash native, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y dot com slash native, N-E-T-I-V. And when people go ahead and uh, and pledge, everything they give is really giving four times the amount. $100 is $400, et cetera. A lot of people are familiar with this whole system when it comes to charity.com. So that's the first thing. You want to achieve that goal. And then, as you just said, there may be some bonus time to raise even more money for the yeshiva. But the key is to get to the first $1 million goal, which has been set for this campaign. It all becomes live at 11 o'clock. Now, aside from us, I assume there's ways that a lot of our listeners can help if they post this on Facebook and they and they send this send link, li- like, that they'd be helping like, like crazy. Facebook, right. LinkedIn. And if they send it around to the email list, etc. Sharing is caring. Right. And the Yeshiva itself, I assume, is going to be sending this out to your the list and multiple lists. To all our lists, to, to all our friends and donors. And so we'd have to assume that sometime, for those in the Eastern time zone, at some point in the middle of the day, they're going to hear from the yeshiva and see something in their inbox. For sure. All right. So be looking for it. everyone has a chance. You'll, you're going to see it in the emails. Obviously, you'll see it on Facebook. Plenty of people will be posting the link. And you could actually, at 11 o'clock Eastern time, go directly to the website, if you wish, at charity.com slash nativ, charity.com slash nativ, and, um, and help yeshiva nativ Arya get to its goal. Rabbi the, Hanan? The biggest message for today is that every dollar counts, and we need the entire Jewish world behind us to continue the, the Avodas HaKodesh that we do at the Kotel Plaza, we're there as, as the guardian of the, of the Kotel for, for the Jewish people. From your perspective, when did the yeshiva become this, you know, A1 place for North American students to go to? Around what year would you say it really became a situation where there were more applicants than places in the yeshiva? I guess around the time I was born, 1985. A long time ago. And it's able to maintain that type of momentum, which is not always easy to do. No, but I think that the uniqueness of it, and that's what my, keeps my father, is that he stays young and he knows whenever there's a new tr- issue coming up, he, he wants to know what's happening. He's on, he's on the pulse of Jewish education, and that's what keeps us you know, in, in, in the game and, and really pushing the, the hardest of, of, of the, 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 the educational ideas of today, getting to every kid in the place where he is and helping him be, be the best he can. Yeah, not an easy job. Every boy is the only child. Right. We are there whenever he wants, middle of the night. Completely day, focused. Focus. Come to my house. You can take soup. Every <laughs> Shabbos, Vatik in my house. There's a big Kiddish. Volunteer every Shabbos. 20, 30 boys come for Vatik Nobody posts them. It's but out of the ordinary. It's a home, a home away from home. Right. We are there for life. doesn't make a difference. We train Rabonim, Rosholem Bayes. People call alumni school. And every boy can pick and choose any rebbe he wants. It's very open-minded, yeshiva, very open-minded. Like some rebbeim come, but uh, 
working for another yeshivas in Chutzlard, they come and say, what, you are black, white? I have a famous line, I said, God, anyway, is a Sephardi. <laughs> Whatever you want to pick up, you are not against nobody. We are for everything. Everything is open. A child needs this, a child needs this. You cannot tell them, some child loves Bamba, some child allergic to Bamba. <laughs> the educational <laughs> bug comes in the, I guess, in, in the family. Even when I served in the army, I was in the ed- educational unit. Chel yeah. Chinuch, so. Yeah, mod. Akiva, it's always... It's in the family. All my children was madrichim ibn Akiva. All my children. They are young, ibn Akiva, it's all the same thing. And they still have plenty of friends in Israel. (laughs) People still talk to them, right? (laughs) Very important. You don't live for yourself. You get up in the morning and say, what I can do for the country, what I can do for the people, what I can do for the boys. Every morning I said, God help me to make all my decisions, what is good for the boys and not for being a family. We're out of time, but I just have to ask you one last thing. Uh, when a boy says he wants to go to the army, and now we see so many more North American boys who are, and, and girls also who want to go to the army, and now they have to tell their parents. Is, is it very difficult, or most parents are very... the way I work. I'm an officer in the army. Not important officer, but my job is to tell families for 20 years for them losing the children, the I boys never. do something else. There are a few conditions. First, after second year. Mm. Second, your parents have to sign both of them. It's not a joke. Army is not a joke. Right. Both of the parents have a little divorce. Right. Something you have to sign. But, but our, but, you have to get the interview by psychology. Right. To son, make sure you're fit. To make sure you're fit. And, and most parents, I'm just curious over here, are most parents into I, I, it? Are most parents I cooperative? More, more and more and more parents right, are into it. And you know, Aliyah, so we have so many, over 700 alumni that made Aliyah. We, we currently have in the, in the army over 10 boys. Right, that whole they issue a, of the, the past the of parents really trying to prevent it is not nearly like it was. Chayal Boded came a very, right. very real thing. Much also, more positive. The army is very good education place for right. many people. Oh, no question like about it. I said to one of my children, I did a mistake with you, my fault, and the I army think so I have to it. pay the army <laughs> tuition. It did so well with you. All right, Rabina, what an honor to have you here. Tadaraba, thank you for thank being you here. Thank you very much to you and Amen. Rav Hanan, great seeing you. Let me remind the audience one more time as we move into the next hour. It's charity.com slash nativ. Charity, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y dot com slash nativ, N-E-T-I-V. Yeshiva Nativ Aryeh is having their uh, one-day campaign, 24 hours. Uh, you could take that link after 11 a.m. and you could send it all over the place on Facebook and other social media and, of course, through your email. And the yeshiva will be in touch with you most likely at some point or you'll see some type of email or communicate from them uh, so that you can participate and your $100 becomes $400, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we wish you the best of luck with the campaign. A big thank you to Ravina and Rav Hanan Bina for being here this morning uh, at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com on the NachumSiegel Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app.
J.M. in the A.M. Avi Peretz. Al-Tfached. Hey, I want to wish a mazel tov to Hannah Miriam Gifter and Yehuda Rosen. They are a recently engaged couple. Last night. Hannah Miriam Gifter and Yehuda Rosen. And of course, to Ira and listener Sina. This is their granddaughter who got engaged. So we say mazal tov to them and the entire extended Gifter and Rosen families from all of us here at JM in the AM. Yeah, I think we'll hear more about that family coming up later on in the show, by the way. (laughs) Hey, it's election day in the United States. Make sure you vote. Today is election day in the USA, in the United States of America, no matter where you are. Oh, and by the way, if you're in New York, alternate side of the street parking regulations are in fact suspended. For election day, yeah, that's a good sign. Um, anyway, uh, today's election day. If you are anywhere in the United States, do yourself, do all of us, a favor. Uh, let us show everybody out there that our community cares and counts when it comes to uh, elected officials. Get out there and make sure to vote. Simple as that. Hey, Hani Herman is with us live via telephone. She directs uh, New Jersey um, Yachad. And I remind you that New Jersey Yachad has their Gala Malava Malka reception coming up 
next Saturday night on the 18th of November. The Young Leadership Award, Scott and Shira Sheps. The Achad Family Award to the Tzadok family, Shlomo, Debbie, and Avi. And the guests of honor, two of our favorites, Ari and Dina Katz. Many of you know uh, the Katzes from Camp Misora and from a variety of other places. They have the guests of honor at the Big Malava Malka coming up on the 18th of November in support of New Jersey Yachad. Uh, yachad.org slash njgala2017. Yachad.org slash njgala2017. Hani Herman, welcome to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be on the show. I appreciate that. I mean, look, Yachad's amazing. It seems you guys are just at the top of your game in New Jersey. Before we talk about the big gala, how are things going? How's the, the new season, the new school year treating the Yachad organization? Wonderful. We've uh, really been growing by leaps and bounds. This year's been off to a great start. And uh, really things happening every single day of the week. So it used to be... Uh, used to be we had to wait for the Yachat Shabbaton, but now, especially in New Jersey, it's every single day of the week. Yeah, Shabbatonim, events, uh, gatherings, and a lot of interaction uh, um, uh, between uh, Yachat members from all over the place. I mean, it's, it's just been amazing. Plus, of course, as we know, uh, Yachat has a major presence during the summer and a lot of summer camps. It's really become it's become right. it's become twelve months a year. You know, <laughs> it's, it's incredible. It's right. incredible. This summer, I believe there will be close to thirty Yachat summer programs this summer. Wow, it's really become a year-round um, a project to say the least. All right, the Gala Malava Malka is happening November the eighteenth at Congregation Keter Torah on Romer Avenue. In Teaneck, New Jersey, you have chosen well, Hani Herman. You have chosen Ari and Dina Katz as guests of honor. I, I definitely chose well, but I'd like <laughs> to say that I feel like all of our honorees chose us. So it's, a, it's definitely mutual. <laughs> well, Ari and Dina um, are amazing. And I know there is a Yachad program with Camp Misora, correct, for a while. Yes, uh, there's been a longtime partnership between uh, Yachad and Camp Misora. And um, really, the, the key word there is partnership, because yeah. with Ari and Dina, it's a, it's a true partnership. It, it's really not just words. Really, everything that, in, in the way that they personally conduct themselves to their actions, their words, it's a true partnership. They make every single person, every single camper, every single participant in Yachad feel like the most important person. Well, they give a lot to the community in that capacity, and they are being recognized as guests of honor at the Big Malava Malka. Everybody should come out. And by the way, you know, um, Khani, Ari and Dina Katz have a lot of friends and a lot of fans. I mean, if, if all their friends and fans come out, it's going to be quite a dinner, I'll tell you that much. It's going to be unbelievable. For those of you who have not yet signed up and you love Ari and Dina and you love Yachad, Please, we want you there. It's going to be a blast. Yeah, it's going to be a nice night. And they, in all seriousness, I know people think I'm exaggerating, but there are a lot of people who really, really uh, flock to them. And uh, if, if those folks are available, they'll be there that night. Go to yachad.org slash njgala2017. I'm sorry? Yeah, I was going to say exactly, what, echo exactly what you said, yeah. that people really people really love them. They've, they've done a lot for so many families, for so many kids in their own camp and beyond within the Yachad community and the Bergenfield community. And Yachad's really excited to be recognizing their many years of effort. By the way, I'm told that Ari's doing a lot of Camp Misora work in Israel right now. Have you confirmed that he'll be back for the Malava Malka? 
Um, I confirmed with Gina that he will be back because, um, you know, Ari could be, could have really scheduled something on November 18th. But Gina confirmed that he will be there. All right. So we, we know that Ari and Gina will both be at the Mlava Malka. And we are looking forward to being there. The moment Stacy and I saw that they're being honored, we said, are you kidding? We are going to be there and we are going to celebrate with them. Now, as you, as you mentioned, you have other uh, amazing honorees. Tell me about the Young Leadership Award that's being given this year to Scott and Shira Sheps. Shira and Scott Sheps are pillars of the Fairlawn community, uh, part of Rabbi Yudin Shul. And they're a very, very special couple. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Shira's incredible project called the Layers Project. Mm, tell me. It's featured a lot. Uh, she, she created this blog. Uh, she combined her passion of photography and writing to talk about um, women and women's issues um, and really paints a beautiful picture of people who struggled with different things, who have a message to share with the world. And she's really a powerhouse. And and her husband, Scott, is an incredible person, a pillar in in many of the Fairlawn projects that have taken place. And he's always by her side. Any Yachad event that she's been to, there's Scott right by her side. Very cool. The Yachad Family Award on December the 8th and November the 18th is being given to Shlomo Debbie and Avi Tzadok. Tell me about the Tzadok family. Uh, the Tzadok family. Anybody who knows the Tzadok family, anybody who's been part of Yachad, who lives in Englewood, New Jersey, knows Avi. <laughs> because the Tzadoks have been involved with Yachad since Avi was a little boy. I, I yeah. think Avi started when he was eight years old. So it's been incredible to see that Avi has grown alongside the organization. Very cool. I mean, Avi and his family, they've been part of Family Shabbatonim when Family Shabbatonim was in camp it was years ago. And Avi's been part of summer programs. In fact, he goes to Camp Missouri. They, they reason enough to honor him. How do you like that? <laughs> I mean, Avi and, and Ari Katz have a very nice, special friendship. So it's actually very special that they're being honored at the same dinner. All right. Everybody out there, come join us for what's going to be a fun night, no doubt. The Gala Malava Malka <clears throat> starts at 8 p.m. on November the 18th. New Jersey Yachad invites everybody to Congregation Keter Torah in Teaneck. It's Ari and Dina Katz, Scott and Shira Shef, Shlomo Debbie, and Avi Tzadok who are all going to be recognized that night. It's an easy website for you to um, uh, to join in. It's yachad.org slash njgala2017. Yachad.org slash njgala2017. 2017. Hani Herman is the director of Yachad in New Jersey. Hani, anything you want to add? Just that we cannot wait to see you there. When we saw your RSVP <laughs> come in, we were all cheering in the office. We are so excited. And, and I just want to tell the whole community that really we invite you to come. We, we want you to come and see what, what the magic of Yachad is all about. What's everybody talking about? Come to our gala and you'll see. Oh, we're looking forward to it. And I hope a lot of people follow us and do the same thing. Thanks, Hani. Continue your amazing Thank work. You so much. See you on the 18th of November. That's right, folks. My Saturday night of the 18th of November is now solidified. We'll be there for the NJ Gala for the Yachad organization. We are certainly looking forward to it. Plenty more coming up. It is, in fact, a Tuesday election day at JM in the AM. Thank you. 
J.M. in the A.M. with Derech Achim. Tuesday morning, it's election day. Make sure to go out there and vote, please. No matter where you are in this country, get out there and vote. Uh, two guests with us live via telephone. We've got a uh, an important contest to talk about, which is going to be happening a week from today. And I have the honor of serving as master of ceremonies for this contest. Um, Abels and Hyman is... Um, asking everybody out there to get ready for the first ever kosher best dressed hot dog contest. It's going to be happening at kosher fest a week from today. We'll find out in a minute if there's any slots left uh, for people to try to join in because Seth Levitt's going to join us as part of our panel. Um, the event happens a week from today. I get to MC it and one of the contestants is going to walk away with a really, really hefty cash prize and a trophy as the person who uh, dressed up the best dressed hot dog uh, kosher hot dog in uh, New York City. And you'll be able to see the whole thing on Facebook Live. It's also going to be part of the Omi Nachman show, obviously. That's uh, that's our flagship uh, food show here at the Nachman Single Network, Friday mornings at 9 a.m. Let me welcome first the CEO of Abel's and Hyman to our broadcast. That's, of course, our good friend Seth Levitt. Seth, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you. Good morning. And let me bring in our other guest. Seth has brought a ringer into this conversation. Who knows more about kosher food than this young man? The uh, the person best known for great kosher restaurants, Elon Kornblum, with us as well. Elon, good morning to you, sir. Good morning. Happy Election Day. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, something to celebrate. I appreciate yes. that. <laughs> All right, Elon, uh, based on your uh, historical knowledge, has there ever been a kosher best-dressed hot dog contest before? As far as I know, no. Maybe we should do like a best-dressed um, attendant at, at Kosher Fest. That maybe uh, also should be uh, something. But best hot dog dress, people do it on their own. They have a good time at restaurants. You have all these cool combinations. Oh, that's true. Um, not that I can recall, but the fact that you, you can do it. Seth had a great idea. You run around Kosher Fest right. picking you know, things from different exhibitors to dress it. That's pretty cool. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, bas- so, basically, looking forward to it. Yeah, basically, it's open season. You can do whatever you want and be as creative as you want. By the way, Seth, I would guess this is really where it came from. Elon's making a good point. There are a lot of restaurants out there who are taking your hot dogs and really creating some interesting combinations for their customers. I'm sure you've seen many of those over the years. I've seen it, and uh, it's funny that you mention it. My son did it uh, just uh, a couple of months ago uh, as the weather was turning uh, he was home from college, and uh, he had a few of his uh, <laughs> uh, college buddies over, and he grilled in the backyard, and he said, you know what, let's make this interesting. Let's get some pineapple. Let's get some toppings. Let's make some interesting hot dogs. Let's get some beef fry out here. And uh, they're the guys that uh, put together this uh, Best Dress Contest. And uh, I just uh, took what they started and took it to the next level. I, th- I think Seth is sparing us because I'm sure there was an ingredient that would make us cringe, but he's not. But he's not mentioning it because he wants people to stay tuned in. <laughs> Am I right, Seth? Did, did, did somebody include something that was a, that was a little bit questionable for the hot dog? <laughs> Absolutely yeah, not. Exactly. Everything was delicious. <laughs> That's great. Unique. Unique is Unique. the word that we'll use. Right. Unique is certainly the word. All right. First of all, what about slots? Is it possible for someone to still join in, or have you set up the lineup for a week from today? No, we still have a couple slots open. Okay. Uh, this is a unique contest because um, we're going to have uh, contestants going against professional food bloggers. Oh, boy. 
And uh, we're very fortunate to have uh, an esteemed group of judges from Elon to uh, uh, Busy in Brooklyn, Hani Applebaum and uh, Miriam Pascal, um, you know, Overtime Cook, who will be judging this contest. Right. Uh, so people are really going to have to put their best foot forward. And, again, we're giving away a, uh, some nice awards. We're giving away uh, uh, a beautiful trophy for the first-place winner as well as a $400 uh, American Express gift card to the first-place winner, Nice. $200 gift card to second-place winner, right. and a $100 gift card to the third-place winner. Can I enter? That's pretty good. Well, you're a judge. Oh, okay. And I'm I'm just wondering, Elon, do you have to taste them or is looking enough? I mean, do you have to? You know what I mean? I'll assume. I don't know. We'll see. Well, the criteria is creativity, appetite appeal, and taste by the esteemed panel that we've uh, assembled. There you go. No running away now, Cornbloom. You've got to taste them before you finish judging. I've got a stomach of steel. Years, don't worry. I don't. I hope those words don't come back to haunt you. Elon no. Cornbloom is with us. Great kosher restaurant. Seth Levitt, CEO at Abel's and Hyman. It's a week from today. It's the best rest hot dog contest. What did you say? You said appearance, taste, and what was the third thing? Creativity, and, appetite appeal, and taste. And there you go. And, and if people want to enter the contest, there's still time. They can go to our social websites, either Facebook, uh, and click on uh, the post for to enter the contest, or they can go onto. Uh, Instagram at Abel's Hyman and click on our bio link and that'll take you to the uh, contestant entry page. All right, so they and s- you'll be. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say if they search either of those social media sites, they're going to find you. If they just search Abel's and Hyman, they'll find you in both. Contestants. Right. Okay. Correct, and uh, they'll be able to get into Kosher Fest, which is an experience in and of itself. Oh, I didn't, I didn't even think of that. If someone is is chosen as an entrant, you'll take care of their Kosher Fest entry. Exactly. All right, so you don't have to worry about that. It's in New Jersey, folks, at the Meadowlands Exposition Center. A week. From today, we're going to begin the contest around 2 o'clock. It's going to be pretty quick, 10, 15 minutes, and it'll be over. But Elon Kornblum and all the judges are going to be looking very carefully to judge all the different aspects of the best-dressed hot dog contest. As far as we know, the first ever community-wide kosher best-dressed hot dog contest. And we'll see who, in fact, will end up being the winner. Have any of the contestants uh, complained about the, some of the professionals being involved? or? Uh... I, I think they like the challenge. Uh, That's really what it boils down to. Good it's point. exciting to go up against a professional when you're a novice and uh, show what you could do. Good so, point. Oh, you were ready for that question, Seth. Boy, yeah. you, were, you were ready for that one. <laughs> Elon, Cor- <laughs> Elon Kornblum has seen uh, the kosher scene uh, for all these years, 15 as he described earlier, and he invites everyone to be part of this as well. Elon, one of the things you love is excitement about kosher food, and if this is doing nothing else, I do believe it's doing more, but if it's doing nothing else, it's creating a tremendous amount of excitement around a kosher food concept. Yeah, again, anytime you get people together and you know talk about food and you, you let your creativity run wild, it's pretty cool. I'm looking forward to it. Um, for me, personally, I'm not looking for someone to dump a bunch of different things on a hot dog. That's not what it's about. Okay. You know, you're looking for something that's going to highlight and enhance the hot dog. Whenever you talk about, you know, spices and, and salt, you're not supposed to take it over. It's supposed to enhance. So right. looking really to, you know, some really cool flavors. Uh, but ultimately, you want to taste the hot dog. It's a delicious hot dog. Um, so it should be interesting. You know, there's a fine line between taking it over and, and enhancing. So it should be pretty fun. Seth, it sounds like you have one tough judge here. I'm happy. That's <laughs> I take it seriously. You do yeah. take it seriously. I'm not kidding. It's, it's wonderful. 
All right, yep. everybody. You can go to Facebook or Instagram. Search Abel's and Hyman. And guess what? You can be a contestant in the Best Dressed Hot Dog Contest, first ever kosher Best Dressed Hot Dog Contest. We'll be there on Tuesday, the um, the 14th of November at the Meadowlands Exposition Center for Kosher Fest. It'll be, of course, in the A&H booth, as you would suspect. And anybody who's going to be at Kosher Fest, just realize that A&H, in addition to doing this contest, has become our headquarters for the Nachum Single Network for the first day of Kosher Fest, because our very own Naomi Nachman is going to be spending a lot of time with A&H um, uh, there in the booth, um, uh, 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 taking care of her broadcast of a Table for Two uh, from Abel's and Hyman's uh, presence at Kosher Fest. So it's going to be a really fun day, and it'll wrap up for us right around uh, 2 o'clock, 2.15, when the Best Dressed Hot Dog Contest reaches its crescendo. Make sure you tuned in on Facebook Live, and we'll, of course, remind you between now and then as we get closer and closer. Seth, uh, CEO of Abel's and Hyman, anything you want to add about all of this? Sure. I just want to let everyone know that we're going to be at booth number 609. 609. Uh, if you're at Kosher Fest and you want to stop by, there are going to be giveaways as well. Right. Uh, and uh, we're very excited about this, and we're very excited to have uh, Ilan as a judge. And uh, we think this contest is going to be uh, it's going to create a lot of buzz and a lot of uh, uh, fun at uh, what has you know, sometimes been a, a stage show after uh, 20-some-odd years. So we're, we're trying to inject some life into it. Well, it'll certainly be lively, I can tell you that much. Yes. All right, Seth, thank you. Excellent concept, and everyone thanks you. And, of course, the one who eventually wins that $400 gift card is really going to thank you, Seth Levin. And the trophy. Don't forget and, the trophy. And the trophy as well. And Elon Kornblum, sounds like you have your game face on, sir. That's what it sounds like to me. You're yeah, ready. I'm going back to sleep, by the way, so thank you. <laughs> I think that's pre- early I, in the morning for me. I, I, my morning voice, like, you have your morning voice, I have my morning voice. I think that's the procedure most times you're on. It's right back to the pillow, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> uh, call me three in the morning, I'll be up, don't, no problem. Yes, that we know already. Thank you, Elon, and thank you, Seth. A&H, everybody, the best-dressed hot dog contest. You have a chance to enter. I mean... I'll tell you, I'm glad. I, I thought there's a chance that by now every slot will be taken. There's still a slot or more available if you want to be part of this contest and have a chance to win that money. Uh, it's the first ever Kosher Best Dressed Hot Dog Contest brought to you by Abels and Hyman. It happens at Kosher Fest a week from today, 2 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, they want to hear from you right now. Go to Instagram, A&H. Go to uh, Facebook, A&H. And if you click on the, um, on the uh, post... Regarding the contest, uh, you too can be chosen possibly uh, to be there on the uh, 14th of November. Plenty more coming up. It's Tuesday Election Day at JM in the AM.
in the AM. Machar, done by Mordechai Shapiro, of course. It is a Tuesday morning election day here in the United States. Make sure you're uh, you're at the polls at some point today. Vote in all the different elections. Uh, again, election day in the U.S. Make sure to exercise the right to vote. Simple as that. By the way, want to wish a Mazdav again to Hannah Miriam Gifter and Yehuda Rosen. They are a very recently engaged couple. Last night, in fact. <coughs> Excuse me, we say Mazal Tov. From all of us here at the JM and the AM. A reminder, the Karen Biavna dinners at Lincoln Square Synagogue coming up on Wednesday. That's tomorrow night. Rabbi and Mrs. Feldman, uh, they are, um, Rabbi and Mrs. Daniel Feldman, our guests of honor. They are going to remember Mr. Ellie Klein. There's a memorial tribute to him. He directed Karen Biavna for 50 years, starting in 1964. Information about tomorrow night's dinner, kby.org slash go slash dinner. kby.org slash go slash dinner for information. All right, keep that in mind. With us live via telephone from the West Coast is Rabbi Jason Weiner. Rabbi Weiner serves as the Senior Rabbi and Director of the Spiritual Care Department at Cedars-Sinai Medical Center in L.A. A board-certified chaplain, he serves as President of the Board of Rabbis of Southern California and as a member of the Cedars-Sinai End-of-Life Committee, the Organ Donor Council, and Bioethics Committee. He's also Rabbi of Knesset Israel Synagogue in Beverlywood, 
frequently serves as scholar in residence at conferences and synagogues. Rabbi Weiner is author of the brand new book, Jewish Guide to Practical Medical Decision Making. It's an Urim Publications release. Go to urimpublications.com, U-R-I-M, urimpublications.com. Again, it's called Jewish Guide to Practical Medical Decision Making. All right, Jason Weiner, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachman. It's an honor to be with you. I greatly appreciate that, and it's wonderful to have you. Why'd you write the book? Oh, basically, I became a chaplain 10 years ago, and um, I hadn't expected to become a chaplain when I first got into Rabanus, and I had a lot of questions and challenges, and um, I found the work to be very profound and interesting and challenging, and I needed guidance, and as much as um, I had excellent guidance from Rabanim and friends, um, I was trying to find a place where there was you know, a collection of all the most uh, common and important issues that I faced in a clear and concise way, and I was having trouble finding, finding it in, the, in, in exactly that format. And so the more I looked into it, and I found excellent svarim, and there were, there's, there's great stuff out there, but um, I realized that I needed something that what, exactly what I needed didn't exist. And so I began to write my own notes to help myself, and as my notes became more extensive and nuanced, um, and I started sharing them with other people, I realized it was something that I could publish. Right. You, you know that every sub-chapter of your book can be its own book. Right. Yeah, there's, there's a whole lot of issues. And I'm trying to do it in a clear you know, and user-friendly manner so I didn't go into too excessive detail, even though I tried to put a lot of that in the footnotes and the endnotes so that people who wanted extra scholarship could find it. But I was trying to do it in a way that that didn't go into too too much depth, so that it can be you know as user friendly as possible. The um uh, the, the book ranges from decision making, as you would get from the title, uh, to different types of treatment, pediatrics, palliative care. You speak about prayer. You speak a lot about end of life and after death, uh, reproduction, and many other areas. I mean, there's so much here. General question, and I know that that you know we could ask this question about any of the topics that you bring up. Do you fear sometimes that we are moving so quickly that a lot of what you wrote in possibly a specific area is by now obsolete? Yeah, I mean, well, that's a great question. I mean, definitely what I wrote about, what I chose to write about are the areas that I have specific experience with that we right. face in the hospitals on a regular basis. So some of the issues that are on the horizon, um, I purposely left out because I wanted this to be user-friendly. Right. Now, I mean, the great thing about publishing today is that I really just finished writing it, you know, just a couple weeks ago, and then all of a sudden it's on the market. So it, it's, it's, my goal was to keep it as, as fresh and modern and contemporary as possible, and I'm going to have to, you know, a few years down the line, update it because right. things are changing. The way I try to deal with that is that there are certain principles that we use, and a lot of those principles can be adjusted as technology advances, and so hopefully use of those principles can, can keep it, I mean, which is the Torah way, that we have principles from the Torah Shabbat Peh, and that can keep it um, relevant as technology advances. But you're right, you're right, it's advancing rapidly. J.M. and the M, I'm going to ask you, by the way, to continue to gravitate toward the base of your, of your cordless phone, and I thank you for that. All right, Jason Weiner is with us live via telephone. It's an Urim Publications release. It's called Jewish Guide to Practical Medical decision-making. A couple of things caught me by surprise, frankly. I mean, you know, I, I've seen a lot, uh, especially in light of, uh, uh, you know, being uh, in situations where relatives of mine spent a lot of time in the hospital and then, you know, dealing with uh, 
around you know end of life issues and, and things like that. So so some of the things here you know were familiar to me. One of the things not familiar to me, maybe I should say thank God, but I never thought of this, is the is the issue in pediatrics of a child's consent and treatment. In other words, I, I think the average person would think that when a child is in a hospital or in a difficult medical situation, uh, essentially his or her parents are making decisions and final decisions for them. Yet you write about just how sensitive an issue this could be in a family. Yeah, it's a very challenging issue. And and you're right, it often is the, the parents, though, in halacha, and, and sometimes that's kind of arbitrary. The idea there is just that the parents have a better, the best interest of their child in mind, and they know their children the best. But the truth is, very often in medical decision-making, this is really why I wrote the book, and this is why your, your question is excellent, very often in decision-making, first of all, people have a hard time making decisions. Right. There's a lot of excellent research out there about how um, irrational and biased our decision-making is. And when you add to that the stress and grief inherent in the hospitals, add to that the, the language barriers because of the medical terminology and the technology and the, the challenges of making decisions, um, sometimes even family members aren't the best equipped to be deciding. Right. And we really need the input of rabbis, doctors, professionals to guide people. I remember one time in a situation like you just you know, alluded to, uh, where I went to someone and said, you know, m- make a an out of family rational decision, and I will, you know, follow that advice. Because being, you know, so subjective, often it's very hard to, like you just said, to make a decision that you know that you think is right or going to be happy with. Right, boy. Um, also, there was a uh, there was something else I wanted to ask you. I asked you about the pediatrics, and uh, yeah, this is <laughs> this is an area that I mean, I'm laughing only because. For many years, in in multiple situations, it became an issue and one that I ended up with a very definitive opinion about years later because of the way it was handled in my family. The truth-telling. Truth-telling. When painful medical information should and should not be revealed. Now, I may say to you today, based on my personal experience, that there is no lie better than the truth and there's no better time to say it than now. Am I right or wrong? Well, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. There's no lie better than the truth. I mean, the truth, the, the truth is, is, um, can be a big challenge. And in, in many ways, you know, we, take, we have a different approach in halacha than what's, uh, what's considered the norm today. But in, in other ways, it's very similar. Um, it's just that our, our basis for, for making decisions about what to tell a patient is what's in their best, best interest, what will be most therapeutic and... Um, helpful to them to know at this time. It's not based totally just on uh, principle of autonomy and making sure that they know all the details because that's their right. It's rather um, the focus is on what's, what's most helpful to that patient at this time. And it can change based on different people and different families. Right. Wow, it's so difficult. Like I say, I'm only, I've only taken the position I have because of my experience in it. It's not like yeah. I didn't have the same, you know, what you just described, Every, everybody uh, you know, goes through, and it, it's such a difficult situation. Um, you asked the question, is prayer ever futile? And I have um, heard of cases where very responsible rabbinic leaders, I'm talking about Torah giants, yeah. have said to families and people, you know, it is time for the prayer to stop. It is time not to call for an emergency to Hillim session. Have you heard of that type of, uh, of decision? 
Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the position of Rosh Hashanah Arbach that's published in a number of places. It's not necessarily that prayer stops, but we, we change the focus of what we're praying for and how we're praying, because there are some concerns. I mean, at a certain point, we get concerned about the amuna of people that are praying and, and their, their shattered hearts. Um, on the one hand, we want to have amuna in prayer, and we have amuna in Kaddish Baruch Hu. On the other hand, we, we have to be careful about what we're praying for. You know, one of the things that we use in chaplaincy, and I know, Nachum, I've heard that your father was one of the leaders and founders of, of chaplaincy in the United States. Yeah, he was a good one. <laughs> yeah, I've heard, I've heard amazing things. Thank you. So one of the things that, that we talk about, that we use with families oftentimes, is the difference between having um, hope versus expectations. Mm. And, you know, I believe it's always important to have hope. People need hope to get them through, and hope, hope is profound and powerful. But expectations can be dangerous if we expect that something's going to happen, despite all, you know, the best medical knowledge and likelihoods. It can sometimes leave us just broken and unprepared for the challenges that inevitably arise. So we encourage people to have hope and, and to pray, but at a certain point sometimes... Uh, those prayers have to be couched in a way that's, you know, kind of allowing God to do what's best in God's eyes and accepting God's will. Unbelievable. All right, yeah, well, I mean, there are so many topics here. You do talk about in the reproductive area about genetic testing and abortion and pregnancy reduction, egg donation and surrogacy. I mean, a lot of very, very, um, uh, you know, 2017 issues that people could read about. And uh, again, as I mentioned earlier, a lot of end-of-life uh, issues and there are a lot of end of life issues, especially when it comes to deactivating ventilators and dialysis machines and cardiac defibrillators at the end of life, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. As you point out, I'm just reading from your list of different topics and the uh, and the after death issues that a lot of people have addressed in the past. But I'm sure uh, they'll appreciate your review and your uh, again your modern uh, or up to date up to date I should say presentation on things like organ donation and uh, loss of a baby, autopsies cremation, et cetera, et cetera. There is so much that you face, those of you who are full-time chaplains, even part-time ones, that you, know, you face on a regular basis that go on in hospitals. So many of us don't realize that if we're, in good, if we're in good health, as I like to say, we've won the lottery because uh, if one is not in good health or has a family member that's not in good health, it simply changes your life and, and adds so many difficult situations to it. The book is called Jewish Guide to Practical Medical Decision-Making. Rabbis got to read it. Doctors got to read it. I think most people, frankly, would find it fascinating. Anybody else specific that you had in mind when writing it? Well, patients in the hospital. I mean, obviously, if it's really end of life, they're unable to read it. But patients and their families, um, I've heard great feedback from that it's helped them to understand the issues that they're facing and to, to face them in a nuanced and sensitive uh, Torah Manor. How long have you been at Cedar sinai uh, It's been nine years now. Is it as prominent a medical facility as uh, as its reputation? It's an absolutely incredible place. They take care of patients like uh, in such a in such a wonderful and warm manner, but also in such a scientifically um, and technologically sophisticated manner. It's really a wonderful place to be, and it's great to see a Jewish hospital that's proud to be a Jewish hospital, and that guides itself on Jewish values every day. Yeah, well, when we hear of someone who enjoys celebrity or prominence on the West Coast, specifically in California, uh, generally we hear about them going to Cedars-Sinai, so I guess its reputation does precede itself. Uh, Rabbi Weiner, Big Eshekach, I thank you for joining us. Rabbi Jason Weiner is a senior rabbi and director of the Spiritual Care Department at Cedars-Sinai in 
L.A., and uh, he is author of the book, Jewish Guide to Practical Medical Decision-Making. I'm assuming uh, Urimpublications.com obviously has it. I'm assuming it's available in a whole variety of places, right? Yes, on Amazon, discounted this week, actually. Oh. And, uh, yeah. All right. How do you like that, folks? We could save you some money here. Go to Amazon, search by Jason Weiner, W-E-I-N-E-R, Jewish Guide to Practical Medical Decision-Making. You could save some money, and you could learn a whole lot. Rabbi Wani Ashikah, hope to see you when we get out to the West Coast. Thank you. I wish you much Hatzalacha, and uh, we should just share good news. Amen. I greatly appreciate that. More coming up. It's Tuesday at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Did I mention it's election day? <laughs> I think I did. Hey, don't forget our friends at OnlySimchas.com. They are presenting amazing news stories every single day. Not only Simcha news, but so many great things happening around the Jewish world. OnlySimchas.com. I want you to check it out every single day. OnlySimchas.com. OnlySimchas.com every single day. Speaking of Simchas, by the way, Mazel Tov to Hannah Miriam Gifter and Yehuda Rosen. They're a recently engaged couple, Mazalto from all of us here at JMNAM. By the way, happy birthday number 13 to Rachel Dina Gifter of Staten Island. Mazel tov to Rachel Dina's Tati and Mommy, Rabbi Yaakov and Shoshana Gifter and all her siblings. Rodi, we wish you could celebrate your special day in person, but just the thought of you are always smiling face, but it's a huge smile on ours. We love you tons. Can't wait to see you soon. Happy birthday and much love from Bubby and Zadie, Florida. Boy, oh boy, Bubby and Zadie, Florida are enjoying a whole bunch of great Simcha news, Baruch Hashem. Mazal tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Moshe Zitzer, mazal tov to you. Beautiful bar mitzvah celebration last night to um, Michelle and David Zitzer here on the Lower East Side. Mazal tov. Looking forward to Shabbos. Had a big celebration again. And, of course, uh, mazal tov to Tzvi Zitzer on his offer of this past Shabbos. The Zitzer family, thank God, with a monopoly on the smachot Baruch Hashem. Going from the offer to the bar mitzvah, soon to the wedding. We say mazal tov from all of us here. At JM in the AM. Hey, don't forget Bedford on Park. Bedford on Park, you know what they're all about. They're all about providing an amazing corporate party, a great celebration for you, your staff, your clients, whatever the case may be. Bedford on Park with delicious salads and starters, including that lamb bacon, delicious burgers and sandwiches, wonderful entrees, incredible steaks with that Chef Alex exclusive steak rub that he's known for, and great desserts as well. They could fit about 100 to 150 people at the Bedford on Park. 61 East 34th Street in New York City. It's the northwest corner of 34th and Park. The northwest corner, 34th and Park in New York City. Uh, so go to Bedford on Park for your corporate party. They got a full bar there. Hanukkah celebration for your family, whatever the case may be. But make the reservation now because they're selling out quickly, as you would suspect. Bedfordkitchen.com. You want to ask about uh, Bedford on Park in New York City. BedfordKitchen.com. Again, BedfordKitchen.com for all the information. Hatzlach uh, HaRabah to those who are starting Meseches Makos today. In Daf Yomi, Meseches Makot has begun. We say Hatzlach HaRabah, the best of luck from all of us here at JMN. And by the way, if you're in New York, uh, if you're in New York, alternate side parking regulations are suspended for Election Day. Keep that in mind, yeah. The next time in this neighborhood you have to worry about alternate side would be on Thursday. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're all we're all purpose here. <laughs> we we provide all the information you'd ever need for sure. NYBC, it's brand new. It's called Minagain at JM in the AM.
Michal Przanski, who's featured on JM Rewind, next with Chitty Bum off of the album Shooting for the Moon. Uh, Michal Przanski, our conversation with him and the introduction of his brand new album comes up next. JM Rewind at 9 a.m. At 11 a.m., ZK with the live lunch. It's all happening here at uh, J- after JM and the AM. By the way, if you're using the old JM and the AM app, it's going to be obsolete very soon. Switch over to the Nahum Siegel Network app. Nahum Siegel Network app is the app you want. The JM app is going to be obsolete very, very soon. Keep that in mind, everybody. If you want to support this great radio show and all the work we do every single day, go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard a listener sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSegal.com, on the NachumSegal Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up a, a Tuesday for us here at JMNAM. Today is election day. Make sure to go out and vote at some point. Don't forget that. Tomorrow we're back and we start at 6 a.m. Make sure to be tuned in. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Well, tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.